it's just like a really fun kind of storyline. And that's important throughout your launch is asking yourself, like, what are the storylines that I want people to hold on to? And like, you're, you have to look at yourself like an artist, like a creative of your launch um, from a marketing and sales perspective. And so it needs to feel fun. It needs to be aligned with your brand and it needs to be updating people so that they always know what their next best step is. Welcome to Social Post, a podcast brought to you by Meet Edgar. Each week we bring you a guest to inspire your creativity, breathe new life into your marketing strategy, and get you motivated to take action in your business. Whether you're just starting out or a seasoned entrepreneur, you'll walk away feeling like you took your social media marketing multivitamin. Enjoy the interview and remember, what's possible for them is possible for you. And we can't wait to see your success. Hey there, Social Post listeners. Welcome back. Today, we're really lucky to be joined by Alex Beeden. She is the creator of Project Storyline and Grand Slam. And you guessed it, those are both Instagram courses. So today, we're diving deep on Instagram topics. So before we get into the discussion, I'll pass it over to Alex and have her introduce herself a little bit further. So Alex, go right ahead. Hi, everyone. My name is Alex Beaton, and I'm so excited to be here on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. Um, so a quick intro. My name is Alex. I have an online business, which I absolutely love. I love the clients that we serve, and we serve them in two main ways, one through Instagram story help. So that's through Project Storyline and Gramson that you just mentioned. So one is a membership site, and one is an online course. And then I also help high-level entrepreneurs have their first six-figure launches with my program. It's now a 12-month program called Together We Launch. And so those are the two main ways that I serve through my business. And yeah, I just, I love what I do. I'm super passionate about online business. And I love just helping people realize that it's a great next step for them if they want to achieve more freedom in their life. Ah, oh, perfect. Those are such motivating words to start out with. Achieving that freedom is what we're all about here at Me Edgar as well. So I know our listeners pretty well. I spent a lot of time in webinars and office hours with them. And I know the first question they would love to ask you, having an Instagram expert here, is how often to post on Instagram. Now, you have had great success on getting your company um, really recognizable on Instagram. Can you go into a little bit on how often you post on stories and in the feed and kind of as a small business owner, how do we develop that strategy? Sure. So I think it's one of those things that people constantly want to know the answer to because mm -hmm. they feel like there's this right answer, that there's this answer that's going to deliver them all of their dreams and hopes and wishes. Um, and really the right answer is that it's different for everyone and it's different for every business. And the most important thing as a business owner with regards to social media and everything else is looking at, you know, what is the return on my investment that I'm getting and how can I make sure that I'm utilizing my time wisely? Um, are most of your clients or the people who are listening to this podcast, are they mainly solopreneurs or do they also have teams or a mix of both? We have a lot of solopreneurs who are just doing it all on their own. That's awesome. Okay. So if you're a solopreneur and you're doing it all on your own, then I would heavily advise against posting every single day to your feed. Interesting. Um, 
I think that it's, it's too much on Instagram. It, it takes so much of your creativity and so much of your effort. And the feed is a fantastic place. And I do think that you should put effort onto the feed, but I don't necessarily think that it needs to be every single day. I think even if you could commit to doing once a week or twice a week or three times a week, that's a really great place to start. And even for me and my business right now, I used to post everything myself to my feed. Now I've gotten to the point where I'm working closely with a social media manager, which I personally love. And even though I'm now outsourcing it, I still don't post every day to my feed. I just, I personally don't think that it's a necessity for me within my business. And so we post three times a week and that's good enough for us. So I think it's just important to note that the Instagram feed, it's really good for that long-term brand building, but I don't think it needs to be something that you're obsessing over every single day. I think there's better things in your business, especially as a, as a solopreneur, where you can get that quicker ROI. Oh man, that's so motivating to hear. Three times a week is definitely something consistently that we can do. So if you have uh, any tips for us on what type of content is working well in the feed versus what type of content you're doing in stories. So if I'm planning out my content, what should go where on Instagram? This is another really good question. So the feed feels like more of a magazine. It's like people are showing up and they want to be wowed by the visuals and they, they want to feel like they're learning something or they're getting some kind of value. Something should be delivered to them, I think, on the feed that really shows off who, who is your brand, what are you all about, who do you serve. Like To me, that's a really concrete, long-term place to show value and build your authority. Whereas on stories, I feel like you can have a lot more fun and be a lot more informal on your stories if that works with your brand. For me, I feel like stories are great to let people in behind the scenes and show them you know, what's actually happening in the day-to-day -day and keep people updated with what tasks you're working on, any collaborations that you're doing. Or like, for example, right now I'm doing this interview, so this would be a great thing to show behind the scenes. And really just letting people get a taste of what it is that you do, which is also so important when it comes to building that awareness. You know, you want to be at the forefront of your ideal client's mind mm. or of the friends of your ideal clients, because that works too. But you want to be known for that specific thing. And so letting people into the behind the scenes really helps solidify that you are the expert at XYZ, whatever it is that you do. So that's what I would say is like the, the big differences. Um, but in terms of tips of what's working well on the feed right now, I would say that a trend that I'm really loving is memes. I think memes are so fun and like okay. creating your own memes that your ideal client in particular can relate to and is maybe even something that they would repost to their stories because people are doing that a lot these days, so just finding like a good feed post and reposting that to their stories. Um, so that's something that I'm gonna be focusing on moving forward. Another thing that I've noticed, and this is a big shift, I think Instagram's going through this, this tr transformation where before people really like to see those professional images taken by a professional photographer, and now I'm noticing on my feed that every time I post a professional photo, it does not get the amount of engagement that a regular photo that's just been taken with an iPhone 
gets. It's really interesting. And that's not to say that you shouldn't put effort into your feed, into the, into the photography, because I think the photography does matter. Um, but I think that it, we're leaning towards a trend where things should look a little more natural and like, maybe you didn't prepare for this photo. <laughs> so um, a tip for that, actually, I know I'm kind of rambling, but there's this, this, is great. A, this is a really good tip. What I'm starting to do is hire a photographer hmm. or even it doesn't necessarily have to be a professional photographer. It could even be, you know, a friend of yours or someone who's looking for a little extra cash to basically be that person who can take your iPhone and just follow you around for a day, you know, put on some different outfits. You can be dressed up. You don't have to be dressed up. You can do it from home. You can do it from wherever. But the important thing is to try and batch the photography elements of it so that you don't have to constantly be thinking, oh, I should really take a photo right now, but I don't want to be pulled out of the moment. So for me, that's been a game changer. It's like, just batching them and getting them all done in one day so that I don't have to worry about it in my day-to-day -day life. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. If you can get that done ahead of time, it makes creating that content so much more fun. So I love this idea of showing a lot more behind the scenes and then being a lot more casual in your photos to increase that engagement and get your followers to get to know you. So that type of content makes a lot of sense to me. Now on Instagram, we can't actually click on links. So what if I wanted to share a blog post or a podcast episode like this to my followers? How can I make sure that they can actually go to that link? Great question. There are two ways that you can go about doing this. Number one, you can have the swipe up feature on your Instagram stories if you have more than 10,000 followers. So that's a really good option for you if you have more than 10,000 followers. But if you don't, you also have that link in your bio that you can use where you can direct people there all the time whenever you have a link and be like, hey, go and check out my, my link in bio. Okay. What we do that we find is really beneficial is we use something called Linktree and that just lets us have like one page with multiple different links that people can go and click on. But there's lots of different varieties of these types of services. Like if you're someone and you have new links all the time, they have different ones where you can like tap on, basically you tap on the link in bio and what appears is something that looks like your Instagram feed. So they would essentially click on the post where you mentioned that particular link. So that's another good option for you. And then something else that I've been thinking about, and I've seen a few people do this, is just having a link that's like a vanity URL. So uh, something short and sweet that represents your brand that you can just be like, you know, go to alexviplist.com and you'll be able to see all the different links or whatever, whatever that .com looks like for you. Um, but that's a, an easy way to be able to get people to open up their phone, go to Safari and just type it in. Very nice. Cool. So since we're on the topic of having like a link in your bio and that being clickable, are there any other tips that you would give for what you should include in your bio in the description part or your name? Like, are those really useful to be found on Instagram? And what should we be thinking about when we're constructing those? They're extremely useful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing to mention is that you want to just be very clear with yourself and with your followers that this account is being used for your business and brand purposes. Like mm. you are building a brand, even if you are like, so for example, for me, I'm Alex Beaton and that is the name of, of the business and brand. 
but I have a separate personal Instagram account. So I don't want there to be, to, for me to ever feel like, you know, this is my business account, but I really want to post something completely irrelevant. That's what my personal account is for. So that's a, a really good distinction to have. But I bring it up because on the bio, I oftentimes see people not really using it effectively to communicate what they do to the world. And it's prime real estate when someone lands on that, um, on your profile, that they're gonna read your bio, they're going to look at your profile picture, and they're probably gonna see the first six squares on your feed, maybe nine if they do a little scroll. So you wanna make sure that you're properly communicating to people what it is that you do so that that first impression when someone stumbles on your page, if they are an ideal client, you want them to have this all like full body, yes, like I have to follow this person, I'm so glad I found them. So that's the first thing is really asking yourself, how can I communicate why I am the best person for this, for, for this ideal client to follow? Um, and then the second thing to bear in mind is that your Instagram bio is really great for search engine optimization, SEO on Instagram. So essentially what that means is, you know, if you are a relationship coach, you're going to want to put the words relationship coach in that title in, in the same space where you would, it actually says to put your name. So most people put their name there, but I recommend that people actually put like the title of what they do ah. because it makes it more searchable. And also when people see that you've been watching their stories, that for that name area actually shows up on the list of, of stories right next to your username. So it's, it's just even more free advertising for you to just show up like, this is what I'm about and hopefully get more people to click through and actually be interested in whatever it is that you're doing. Another thing when it comes to the bio is to have a call to action. Okay. So many business owners don't really think about the fact that someone will land on your Instagram page and they'll follow you or they'll like you or whatever, but what's the next step? How do we get them to the next step of the funnel? How do we get them to email you or call you or whatever that looks like for your business? Because for everyone, it is different. Um, but just ask yourself, you know, what's the next step of getting them closer to buying from me? Um, I know for a lot of people, it's getting them on your email list. Maybe you have a freebie that you want to give away, um, or maybe you're a nail salon and you just have, you know, the book me, link there where they can go straight and book you but whatever it is make sure that you're making that next step crystal clear so that they can go ahead and take it oh that's such a cool tip about having your name show up in the stories as your business name i can see how that would bring so much more brand awareness i love that so much so you mentioned a little bit about Instagram and SEO and being found by the keywords that you have in your bio. Now, I've always thought about being uh, Instagram not being a place where it's necessarily like searchable, but I know that's kind of why hashtags are used. Are hashtags still relevant on Instagram for categorizing and being found in your content? And if so, how would you suggest using them? Yeah, so hashtags have been a hot topic for so many years. <laughs> Everyone wants to know about hashtags. And while I do think that they are beneficial, I think actually in the States, they may have even made them, um, they may have expired them. I'm not sure. I did hear that in the States, they're not really um, active anymore, but where I am now, they're still usable. So if in your country, hashtags are working, 
then I would say definitely use them. It's odd how Instagram is so different from country to country. Like mm -hmm. I still don't have reels, which is wild because everyone's enjoying no reels. <laughs> huh. I know. But anyway, so yes, if in your country they have it, then use the hashtags and it is a great way to get on the explore page. If someone's following a hashtag that you use, you'll also come up in their newsfeed, which is fantastic. Um, what was the beginning of your question? Oh, just, yeah. Anything that would help your content be found on Instagram, like to get new followers that way, since you don't have the same amount of like searchability as like Pinterest or something would. Mm -hmm. Also bear in mind that whenever someone uses that search bar, they may not necessarily, I, I don't think many people are using it as a search engine, but there are some people that do. So I would still use the hashtags if you can. Okay. I would say hashtags and stories are a total waste of time. So I wouldn't even okay. go there. One thing that I'm loving with hashtags is people who are using it to build their own brand. So, you know, having a hashtag that might be like, meet Edgar top tips or something <laughs> so that whenever anyone sees that hashtag and sees you using it on your feed, they can click through and then see all of the other meet Edgar top tip posts. So I'm really enjoying that as well with hashtags. Um, in terms of getting found on Instagram, I would say the best way right now is through reels. Instagram is really prioritizing reels and putting it in people's feeds and it's so interesting to, for me to look at my feed and see people who I've never seen before showing up and it's because they are brave enough to do reels. So if you're not doing reels already, that's a great place to be found and get in front of even more eyeballs. Oh, that's really cool. And does the same kind of content work well for reels as it does like in your stories or your feed content? Are you seeing anything like what people are actually producing that's catching your eye on reels that would work well for small business owners? This probably isn't what small business owners want to hear, but <laughs> reels is like, it's like a culture all on its own, right? Mm -hmm. Because they have these popular songs and then there's certain things that are popular to do with those songs. So it kind of becomes like a trend. So it's, it, it's been interesting for me because I was on TikTok before and just like really learning more about TikTok and Reels obviously was just pulled straight from TikTok. Um, so it will be interesting to see how it develops more and more on, Insta on Instagram. But I do think something is better than nothing. Okay. So even if you have no idea what you're doing and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to do a quick update video and post it to Reels, great, go ahead, do it. But where you're really going to see that sense of engagement on Reels is when you start to play and have fun and use the features and like do cool things with the editing abilities. That's really where you're going to see people be like, oh, wow, like she put in some extra effort in here and this made me laugh or this made me entertained or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I would say if you can experiment with it and be playful with it. Oh, that sounds so fun. I love that advice so much. Uh, very nice. So for the last little bit of this interview, I'd love to shift in talking about how you use Instagram in order to get the word out about all of your classes. And I know that your courses that you sell are done on a launch style most of the time. So can you talk about using Instagram to make sales, for example, like a course like Grand Slam or something, and how you kind of plan out your content for that and what works well for actually converting your followers into customers? Customers? Sure. So I love using Instagram to launch. Okay. I just think it builds so 
so much momentum. When you do a launch, essentially what you're doing is getting as much attention as possible and building up as much momentum as you possibly can and creating this. Well, what I do is I create a free five day experience that thousands of people, I think last time we had like 11,000 people sign up. And so thousands of people are taking part and I create the launch to really engage people and I encourage and incentivize people to tag me and be talking about it. And we have a Facebook group. And what's interesting is that whenever I launch my story views go way up. So it's like, I know that there's something about the challenge that I do. And there's something about the way that I launch that brings people, get, gets people engaging, that then kind of skyrockets my Instagram story algorithm and, and Instagram then starts sending me out to even more people, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, and then because I'm in front of so many more people, my sales messaging is then double, tripled, whatever, which is also a, a wonderful, very beneficial thing. But I think the most important thing is to think about your stories as though you were updating your biggest super fans and they're super interested in every single thing that you do. So whatever you're doing in any given moment, just stop and be like, okay, like how do I document this in a way that isn't going to be distracting to me because like I need to finish this task, but, <laughs> but would be, easy, but would be fun for someone to, to watch me do or, or something like that. So I oftentimes will set up a, a little tripod or even if I don't have a tripod, I will just use like a water bottle and just like rest my phone against it, do a little time lapse. And I'm constantly just updating throughout my launch period and keeping people updated with what I'm doing as far back as like three months before so that they really feel invested in the process. And then once the cart opens, I have this, I need to name it. I'm thinking about calling it the celebration wall, but like S-E-L-L -L celebration because every time someone buys, every time someone joins, what I do is I write down their name on a post-it and I, po I put the post-it note on the wall and it's really fun for everyone. Everyone loves to be like, where's my name? And then there's this sense of FOMO of like, oh my gosh, so many people have joined. I want to join. There's a sense of social proof. There's also kind of a sense of awe of like, wow, like every day this post-it note wall is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then sometimes like I'll completely run out of wall space. I'll have to go buy new post-its because we run out. And so it's just like a really fun kind of storyline. And that's important throughout your launch is asking yourself, like, what are the storylines that I want people to hold on to? And like, you're, you have to look at yourself like an artist, like a creative of your launch um, from a marketing and sales perspective. And so it needs to feel fun. It needs to be aligned with your brand and it needs to be updating people so that they always know what their next best step is. I love this idea of like a free little mini challenge during your leading up to the actual selling that I think is so brilliant and would be very engaging. And I, for one, will put in a vote for the celebration wall with S-E-L-L -L as your term. That is brilliant. Um, cool. So as we wind down here, the Instagram algorithm is always updating. It's always changing. What are you seeing right now in the Instagram algorithm that you can offer as a little kind of pull back the curtain behind the scenes on um, what you've researched with it. What's interesting is that I'm in a phase in my business right now where I just have zero desire to chase the Instagram algorithm. <laughs> and that might actually be the most beneficial thing that I could tell all of your listeners. Yeah. Like, 
do not obsess over the algorithm. Like you need to be proud of the content that you create and you need to create from a, a space of both strategy, yes, but also play and having fun with it and you know feeling self-expressed through it. I think that's so important, especially as a solopreneur. So I would, I would, I would, what's the word? Uh, encourage your listeners to try just completely surrendering to the Instagram algorithm and being like, okay, I'm just going to see where things go, have fun, play with it. And it's important to look at your um, analytics. So, you know, on Instagram, you can go and you can see like what worked, what didn't work, which stories got the most responses. And I do that. So I, I do take time every two weeks to go back and be like, what worked, what didn't work. That is important in helping me play in a more intelligent way in the future with my content. So it's, it's a mixture of, yes, I want to be strategic, but also I don't want to obsess over the algorithm. And <laughs> no, that makes so much sense. <laughs> totally. That's how you get such good content out there is you just focus on good content. I love that answer. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any other tools that you use for your Instagram content creation? I know you mentioned having like a tripod or even a water bottle to help film that, but is there anything else you would recommend people looking into? I would say one of the biggest pet peeves that I have when I see people posting is their camera lens will maybe be a little greasy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it drives me crazy. I always just want to be like, just wipe it on your shirt before you start. So every single time before I start recording, I always wipe my lens. So I think that's a really great tip. If you can get like one of those nice little um, mini tripods, I also think that that's extremely helpful. Um, and then a light to me, lighting is everything. I know that not everyone can necessarily afford like the the top of the line light, but it really doesn't need to be expensive in order to be effective. And so I would recommend people to also invest in, especially if you're going to be talking to the camera, invest in a light that you can kind of move around wherever it is that you are, if you're in your office or your home, whatever, so that you can change the background from time to time. Um, but I do think that that is something that's also super beneficial and makes a massive difference in terms of software. One software that we're loving right now, that's really helping us schedule our content. It's not necessarily scheduling our content. It's just seeing it all in a calendar and working with our team is Airtable. That's been, it's been just fantastic. Very cool. I love that all these tips are so accessible, like wiping your camera lens doesn't cost you like a thousand dollars worth of gear, but you can tell someone as accessible as Alex, these are the tips she takes. So guys really put these into action because I myself have learned so much today. And Alex, as we end on this last question, do you think there's anything else that I should have asked you today that can help our audience stand out on Instagram? I just want to end with this. I want everyone to know that most of the time, if you're struggling to think about what to post or what's going to be the perfect thing, you're probably just overthinking it. Mm. And again, I'm just reminding you to have fun and play with it and try to be responsive to what your community says that they like and just create content that you would love to consume if you were in their shoes. Another incredibly simple and actionable answer. Thank you so much for your time today, Alex. Can you let people know where they can find you online if they want to dig further into your courses or find you on Instagram? 
Yes, of course. They can find me on Instagram at Alex Beaton. That's A-L-E-X-B-E-A-D-O-N. Or they can find me at alexbeaton.com. Perfect. Well, guys, I hope that you learned some tips that you're going to go take into action. Let us know. Screenshot the episode. Tag me, Edgar. Let us know your biggest takeaway and subscribe for a new episode every Wednesday. Thanks again, Alex. Thanks so much for tuning in and be sure to keep the conversation going with us on social. We're at Meet Edgar on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So let us know your biggest takeaway from today's episode and don't forget to tag us. Visit www.meetedgar.com and start a free trial to up-level your social media marketing strategy today. Happy posting.